can't stop thinking about that shirtless dancing scene. Just Which one? The um, Oscar Isaac dancing in the movie. Oh, good God. It's so great. That's a scene. That's a scene and a half right there. What up, babes? Uh, welcome to Horror or Not. We are joined again by good buddy Matt Wright. Hello there. We're not talking about sharks this time. No sharks. No sharks. Mm, a little sad about that. <laughs> I know they're your favorite. I mean, Sharknado would have been a good episode, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. If I have to watch that movie, I'm, uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> we also have another special guest. Oh, yeah. Elton's here with us today. Say hi, Elton. He doesn't want to. He's taking a nap on the chair. All right. So, yeah. Horror and awe. We're talking Ex Machina today. It's a fun one because this is actually, this is the movie that started this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, you were talking to me because you were watching endless amount of horror movies and I was like, what are you doing with your life? Because like, I never saw you. And then you're like, well, come watch one with me. And it was Ex Machina. And I was like, dude, that's not a horror mo- movie. Why would we watch that? <laughs> it had only been suggested to me by Time Warner Cable. Multiple times. <laughs> They've got a big old hard on for Alex Garland. Watched that, and I was like, "Want well, to discuss me about it for a long time too?" You did not want it to be a horror movie. Yeah, I'm still. I watched it obviously again last night, and I'm still kind of in up in. I was on your side, and now I'm kind of up in the air again. <laughs> well. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to sort of figure out what we want to do and th- how we think about it and everything. But it's a fun one for me. It's definitely one of my favorite movies, really, of the last 10 years, but like re- all time, too. Such a really just well-thought-out movie. And I remember watching it with you for the first time, and I remember after the first like 20 minutes, I go, who's that actor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you were like, that's Oscar Isaac. And I go, get out of here. Is that... Oh, I mean, he just... He's a big thick boy in this one. He looks good as hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he looks. But and now Poe it's Dameron who? <laughs> yeah. And now it's weird because Poe and General Hux are at it again. Yeah. <laughs> they just but, these two but just in, can't in, get in, along. No, they cannot. And in a very different way, a good way. But it was just I hadn't really watched a lot of uh, his other stuffs besides Star Wars. So yeah. Uh, I forgot he was in it, but it was great to see him. No, I've always loved him. He's fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, again, you, you all know what this is, but we're going to try and stay away from plot, really, I think, with this one. There's no real need to recap it hard because... No, if you've seen I'll it, just you do know, a, Yeah, you, I'll just do a quick synopsis, but not like I'm not going to go in-depth on the plot because I think it's not relevant to the discussion that we're going to have. Yeah, that no, that's right, because it's... And we can kind of bring up plot as we go, but basically, yeah. If you're listening to this and haven't seen it, then... Just turn it off, go watch it. There's a lot of fucking spoilers coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right you know, the do yourself a favor, it's a great fucking movie. Yeah. Just the quick basics. 2014 film from writer-director Alex Garland, who you would also know from Annihilation. He did Sunshine with Danny Boyle and 28 Days Later as well. He did The Beach. Like He really has like cut his teeth on this sort of... He's always lived on this edge. Yeah, I was surprised at like uh, of sci-fi and horror, right? Yeah, and he like doesn't have a like a ton of work. No, it's a pretty small body of work. But I mean, yeah. like what he's done is just I think he's just going over quality over quantity. Yeah, he puts something out you know, every 5 years or so. Ex Machina and Annihilation was 5 years? Uh, 4 or 5 years? 
four, four years. years. Yeah, four years. And like, yeah, he didn't put out anything. I, I don't think. No, anything between that. None at all. No, he really does take his time. So 2014, uh, it's listed as sci-fi. It is another fucking A24 distributed movie. I can't stop. I love all of them. <laughs> I just watch everything they put out. It's amazing. Uh, I don't know why I have such a big fucking love for A24, but I do. Probably because they take risks. So we've got Donald Gleason as Caleb, a programmer from a company owned by Oscar Isaac, who is Nathan. It's a tech company. They do uh, robotics, and Nathan's been working on an AI, artificial intelligence. He wants to do an in-person touring test with Donald Gleason with Ava, played by Alicia Vikander, who is a has a robot body and Alicia Vikander's face. And the only other character in the movie that we see that's not like the helicopter pilot Sonoya Mizuno, uh, my Japanese is terrible, but she plays Kyoko, who we find out was a prototype of Ava and is also a robot, but she's Nathan's in-house attendant, who is mute. So yeah, so the plot basically just runs. Caleb goes to Nathan's house out in the middle of nowhere for a week to test Ava to see if she is a good AI, if she can pass the Turing test and convince a human, which is... The Turing test essentially tests whether or not a robot could fool a human into thinking that they are also human. Yeah, that basically AI yeah. is is just like another person. It's just person. another intelligence, yeah. yeah. So he goes, he spends the week with Ava, They he starts developing feelings for her, she seems to develop feelings for him, and they plot to escape. Ava turns out tricked Caleb and locks him inside her room along with Nathan, who is dying, and she escapes on her own to go and live a life as a human in hi- a robot hiding as a human. Yeah, that sums it up. Yeah. Yeah. So what I really want to get to with this, like like I said, I don't really want to spend forever beating the plot down. And we can bring up plot relevant points as we go. But I kind of just want to have the conversation again. So I guess let's start off. Uh, you said you're, you think that it's not a horror movie right now. or You're kind of up in the air right now. What's giving you pause? It's just giving me pause because it. I don't know. I mean, like, I wouldn't even put it. The sci-fi. It's listed as sci-fi. You said. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even put it in there because it's not. Yeah, it's it's speculative fiction for sure. I mean, it's, well, yeah, for sure. But I mean, not um, too distant future sort of thing. But also, why are we why are we trying to develop AI anyways? It seems like every movie is just. AI eventually kills us, so we maybe shouldn't be doing it. Well, there's a fun gender divide on that. So when you poll people in tech, men always think that AI is going to take over and destroy us, like Terminator or The Matrix or whatever. Women are not worried about that, generally speaking. Like, it, when, there's there's been some interesting studies of like... No, but I'm just like, I'm just saying every movie does that. Like, there hasn't been a good movie where like AI helps us. So maybe we should right? do that. I don't know. No, we had a uh, Wally. The whole planet was destroyed, and he was the last one, and we all got fat. Yeah, but he helped save us. Him well, he's, I mean, him I guess and, he did, him and he, Eve. I guess he saved or us. Eve. But, yeah, I guess that was just people getting fat and yeah. dying. Terminator Two, the AI helps out. I mean, they help us, but it was he has to come back because AI destroyed us. Yeah. No, because then, like, you could almost discuss that the Terminator films are horror movies. In themselves, Pete. <clears throat> I'd put them as an action movie. I would. Completely. I would. I'd, yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, it I plays, would too. Like, like, I think it plays on like Halloween tropes. Sure. Like, yeah. Like, but he's, I mean, he's you kind know of like I'm a Michael Myers in the first film, but not. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and AI itself is kind of a horror figure in some sense. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. So I guess let's let's go back to what we had talked about with Jaws a little bit. So when we talked about Jaws, you really wanted to press on like structural vibes is sure. what yeah. made a horror movie uh, or not. So I think structurally speaking, this this reads as a horror movie to me, not as a pure sci-fi movie. I think more than anything, sci-fi is a setting. It does require certain, I think, like speculative features. But I think sci-fi is a setting, right? Like, it's just the future. And it's just to give us... It's, like, the same reason we said stuff in the past is to, like, evaluate ourselves, right? Yeah. Like, setting things in the present is, like, okay, I'm gonna, I can do whatever I want. But setting something in the future or in the past, like, gives you... You're trying to achieve something. You're trying to evaluate something. This is... This- so this is trying... I think it's trying to evaluate what AI is. But I also think that it's... I don't know. It's hard because I don't really see Ava as a villain. No, and in the movie, Nathan's a villain. Yeah, but it, they do a really good job of establishing Nathan as a potential villain. Yeah, and then you know, he's shady as fuck throughout the whole movie. Yeah, he's a weird dude. I mean, he'd been coding since he was thirteen, and he yeah, it has that trope of like the super smart kid who like hacks the Pentagon or whatever, and he created the blueprint or whatever. Yeah, the, thing the, the was, Google stand-in. Yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, and um. It's really what makes it makes it is like he sets himself up for the failure because he wants Ethan to come in and Nathan, Nathan, come in and he already knows what he wants Ava to do. He knows she wants to get out. And so he programs her specifically to like him. And then he see where that goes. So he's already kind of the villain there. And it was. And, but she's just smarter. <laughs> yeah. <So it's, laughs> <laughs> he did too good a job. Yeah. So, yeah, I think so. If we want to talk about structural elements, I would say that this definitely has moral ambiguity of each character, which is a nice thing to do in horror. It's kind of got like a gothic horror sense to it, but it's just a sci fi gothic, not a, a Victorian gothic, right? Yeah. I think it's interesting that, you know, you're isolated in the middle of nowhere. There is this rich and morally questionable man who's brilliant and drinks too much and is kind of like uses violent language kind of seems to think that women are disposable has some interesting views on hetero and homosexuality but yeah that was i always like that scene it's always interesting to me yeah and yeah it's also like a little just like you find out about a lot about him and it's a little disturbing but it's also very much part of his character where yeah i mean He'd been living, he just lives in isolation. Right. So he just gets to think whatever he wants to think and he doesn't get challenged and he doesn't like being challenged. No. And we see that. Um, And then we've got Caleb who is kind of just a little like nerdy special boy. Yeah, I said Ethan and Nathan and then we said Caleb. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I'm an idiot. It's It's okay. Same. This, This podcast like tagline is we're all idiots here and just yapping into microphones. So I think... Caleb is interesting because he definitely is like our little special baby. And I think Domhnall Gleeson was a great cast for that because he just has one of those faces that makes you feel like he's, yeah, he's, he's, you like kind of want to take care of him. He has like that kind of face, which is complete opposite of his dad who just has a face. that's like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's why I never took him serious in star Wars. Cause I'm like, Oh, he's perfect for that too. It's just, I, don't, like, I just don't think I've been like, you're not Richard Spencer ass looking motherfucker. <laughs> I was just like, you don't scare me at all. No, but he totally makes sense as oh, a no, space but he, Nazi. He, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a space Nazi, yes. And then you've got Ava, who is Alicia Vikander, who has a similar sort of thing where her, she just has a very trustable face, I think. 
And I think that was on purpose. Like, I think that's part of why she was cast. Not just, not, I mean, she's an amazing actor. Don't get me wrong. She's fantastic in this part. But I think it's interesting that, like, yeah, she's not, you're she's, not put off by her in any way. She's just a very, like, neutral, pretty yeah. but neutral sort of character is what I mean to say. I'm not trying to comment on looks or anything like that. I'm just trying to say, like. No, I understand what you're saying. It, yeah. She's, she's kind of, like, what every average hetero male is kind of looking for. I think to some degree, sure. She's if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't want to comment on looks as well, but it's just <laughs> it. Yeah. So I think what's interesting is that yeah. I mean, so you have you have all these fucking you have these three characters, and the setting yeah again is isolated and it is creepy. Like the lighting is really well done in this because it like shows you, and this is something that Garland plays with a lot as a director is lighting. Uh, he did it in Annihilation. He did it in Sunshine. I guess he didn't direct Sunshine, but like it, you can see his influences coming through like that when we talk about structural elements in this movie of that that contain horror i think we do have the what you talked about the the antagonist the which would be uh, for the most of the movie nathan and it turns out it's ava who's doing the manipulating but that fits into the other one you were talking about is like that um uh, obfuscated sort of threat like you're not sure what the real threat is yeah the movie Uh, believes makes you believe that nathan is the real enemy in the in the yeah. movie, and it really turns out to be Ava, who is well, been. and yeah, and that's so weird because you root for the enemy in this, and like it feels like Ava is the one who is wronged in the whole movie. Like you're like she, yeah, she's been wronged the whole time. No, but when, yeah, like when uh, Caleb finds all the other models, yeah, and you're like, yeah, but it's it's, it's just so strange to think because Nathan like designed her mm-hmm. around him to get this test done. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Some of that's not clear either because she's clearly a fully-fledged AI. Like, that yeah. that becomes clear pretty early on. What I like about this, though, is that it, the what it, where I think this really gets into horror, and I, this is probably what we should just focus on and discuss, it's psychological horror the whole time. It's fucking with your head. It's got, like, Manchurian Candidate levels of just, like, what the fuck am I? What is going on? When he cuts into his own arm to try and find out if he's a, a human, that arm slicing scene, which is fucking nuts. That, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's... And then there's the Caleb never knows what's going on, which is great because he's the audience surrogate. The escape scene, I think, mirrors a lot of horror things. I think what this movie does to achieve horror is really just go for it in terms of fucking with your head and making you question and and making you ask the question, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to have consciousness? I think this movie does, it's a little heavy handed in parts, like, cause it gets some stuff wrong. Like um, there's a, he describes the Mary's room experiment. I think I told you this, that he gets yeah. that wrong. Which one? Uh, when he's talking to Ava and he talks about uh, Mary's room. Okay, yeah. So Mary's room doesn't have an answer. It's a thought experiment. Yeah. So when he's talking about Mary, who has lived her whole world in a black and white room and has never seen color, but is a color expert, she's suddenly released into the world and sees a fire truck and says, that's red. Does she learn something about the world seeing the color red for the first time? Or does she, like, by connecting the two thoughts of, like, fire truck red and then the visual information, actually having the visual information? Yeah. So the, it's supposed to be an open question to tell you, to, like, pump you and ask. It, it's called, a, it's called a, like, an intuition pump is what it's called a lot of times in philosophy. And so the, the idea is, like, oh, the, your answer to this is more revealing about what you think about philosophy, like, what you think about how the world is structured. But he's like, oh, yeah. 
this has an answer and this is the answer. So it's just kind of funny, but yeah, that's a, a weird aside anyway. But yeah, so it's like heavy handed in parts like that in the, in the philosophy of the movie. And like, there's the whole Oppenheimer discussion. Caleb's always quoting famous things. Yeah. That gets a little, the, it's good. I like, it's fine. It's, it, it makes sense for the character. Cause he's yeah. just like, he that's is such he is. a well written character a, of like a special a, smart boy. Yeah. But, such a loner, no family, no like right doesn't have a girlfriend doesn't i mean that's why he was chosen for this mm-hmm. thing but it's an interest it, like the horror aspect of it to me like i when i rewatched it was you know she can shut down the power whenever she wants yeah and so they can't be seen or we don't really know because right. he does have that remote mm-hmm. camera yeah or he whatever. flips that in at the yeah. end yeah but she doesn't know that no she, she just assumes she's that's how they're plotting their escape, but that's also how she is manipulating uh, Caleb into helping her get out, which is terrifying <laughs> because it's just like I mean the again you know just how it's shot you're just in that bright red yeah that room. red is so well done you're like in the power failure power failure it's you know right and you know and even Caleb knows that she's controlling it. Mm-hmm. And once he finds out she's controlling it, I feel like he should know you, dude. You need to get, you need to get out of there. <laughs> you like you need to, her, yeah. like you can't trust, you can't trust either of those guys because it's not right. Nothing is good here, and it's so weird because he's only supposed to be there for a week, mm-hmm. and the movie makes it feel like he's been there for like a month just because of the isolation factor of it. I think, but yeah, he's you know. He he wants to get he wants to get Nathan drunk and escape. Yeah, and he wakes up and he's like, "Yeah, Nathan is just like you, you know, it's your last day. It's it's a week." And I was like, "What's happened in this week? <laughs> that, that, that's just crazy." Like, yeah. I mean, you almost fucked a robot, and yeah. like, <laughs> like he told you you could. And you didn't. You, I mean, like, you kissed her, but that was yeah. it. But it was just like... And then that other robot is just kind of... what? What's her uh, Kyoko? Yeah. How do you, is that She's it? just nicely unsettling the entire time. Yes, and she just, like, kind of almost... She just takes off her clothes in front of you whenever. Because yeah. she's got... Because so, yeah, that's what she's used she's to. Been, well, she's yeah. been so broken by yeah. Ethan. Yeah, she's basically been boiled down to a house assistant and sex robot. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's disgusting and creepy. Yes, it is. So as far as a horror movie, I'm going, I'm go back and forth because it's just, it's such a good movie that, yeah. that, that it's, and I was talking with a friend of ours who's been on this as well. And he was like, no, that's not, what are you guys even trying to talk about it? And then about 20 <laughs> minutes later, he goes, that's a horror movie. Yeah. And I was like, you thought about it, didn't you? Yeah, it's it's the thing is because it it I didn't know it as a horror or I think I, I always had it as a horror movie in my head because I think it's just because of Alex Garland's vibe and my friends who had seen it had said oh yeah no 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 you should watch it it's like super creepy it's like really cool and like the, I I wanted to like think about how I can compare it to other things because it scares the shit out of me it's, and I think it, it's it, I think it's a gothic horror like I, I just, that's really what I want to say is that like it's all about it's not. I think it doesn't have the structural elements of horror that we've talked about before. I think it's a different category than that. I think what you and I described during the Jaws episode and what other guests and I have talked about, we're getting at something closer to what horror is. But this, I think, to me, is just full on. 
It's a it's a gothic horror take. This is Frankenstein. That's a, that's a that's a really good look at it. This is right back yeah. to the beginning. I mean, this yeah. is this is straight out of Mary Shelley's playbook. The creator having created something he can no longer control, and that is for all intents and purposes better than him in just about every way. Like I think that there's no way in which Ava isn't better than Nathan. <laughs> Morally, still gray. Definitely killed two people. One of them deserved it. One of them probably didn't. But uh, yeah, I mean. It- like, this it, is a horrible... There he is. Now he's making sounds. <laughs> this is a horrible comparison, but, like, everybody can agree that Saw is a horror movie. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things that, like, I've talked about it before. I can't stand that... I, I can't stand horror or torture porn, and I just don't like that director that much. Not a big fan of James Wong, even when he's done, like, The Conjuring and stuff. I just find this movie's boring. I think they're haunted houses, you know? No, I mean? but... So the first Saw is... It, it, this movie does it better, but it reminds me, you know, the the villain is there the entire time. Right in front of you, yeah. And, you and don't then know. he just, yeah. like, blocks these people in a... It's Carrie Yolis, you, right? Yeah. Who ends up being... Okay, yeah. That's what I couldn't remember. Cause I, it, As you wish. <laughs> much better movie. Much better movie. Um, but but yeah. it, it what makes this a horror movie for me is, is, is that scene. Is her manipulating him fr- basically from the get-go, even though she was sort of programmed to. Mm-hmm. But she followed through, and just that end scene with her, with him in the room. Yeah. Pressing that key card yeah. over and over God, and over. It's and so he, well done. And, it's and just, he yeah. can't get out. And you her can't just, hear his screams. You can just see no. him screaming. It's so good. You know, they cut in... And, they cut in at one point, and he's like screaming Ava, and then, but she can't hear him, or nor does she doesn't care. Give a fuck, yeah. She doesn't care. She looks and right not, at him. You have that moment where she like you think she's gonna go back and just be like J.K., but nope. No, she is leaves his ass to die, to starve to death. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's just it's it's that's the that's what makes it a horror movie to me too, is that she I believe she was planning like had this from the get-go oh yeah no. like you know like she wanted she to escape but, but like yeah. but she manipulated him she manipulated nathan she was mm-hmm. she was she knew what was going to happen to her and yeah she made the best for her yeah she found her way out and that's awesome because like he even says like she's uh she's a rat in a maze nathan says that about her and that that proves to be true like it's just a nice little bit that's in there but yeah it's one of those things that like i think Everybody t- calls it sci-fi and says, oh, it's this, it's that, it's the other. Like, no, I think this is just straight up, full-on a horror movie. Like, there's, there's no question in my mind because it does just... I think I finally have the words to talk about. I think it is just putting it into the gothic, which is one of my favorite types of horror because it's yeah, that's so a, subtle. That's like, a what's good great point. about gothic yeah. horror is that it's just taking... Like, what, what Mary Shelley invented was that genre, and that genre just takes everything normal... It's like if you had two, like if you had two identical photos, right? That had like a transparency between them, or like they, they were like transparent, and you just scooch one like a centimeter to the left, and it just looks off suddenly. That's how I think of gothic horror. Like that's one of the, that's the way that like one of my professors described it to me when I was in undergrad, and it was definitely something like it's that subtle, weird, creepy horror where nothing outright. Yeah, I couldn't point to any one point in this movie other than maybe the end, and go that's horror. But the whole thing together 
between the shots, between the acting, between the, the writing, between the direction, all of those things combine to make this weird little skewed view of the world that f- creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> that is, that is, uh, that, yeah, no, that's interesting. Cause it's like, it has all the elements of a horror movie, like remote location. Yeah. Creepy dude with a beard. Yep. Jacked as fuck, by the way. Yeah. Big daddy. Ner- nerdy little guy who wants yep. a girl. Yep. He ends up an off-putting assistant. Yep, <laughs> it like has all the elements of a crappy B horror, horror movie. movie. Yeah, yes. I could see this coming out in the 1950s and it being fucking great. And you like, got, and, like Vincent Price would play Nathan's character. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, and that's what it, it like. It has that setup, but it's but instead it's just done intelligently. It's not not that Cabin in the Woods was a bad yeah. movie, but no, it was, but it's but, it's it, not... but it's but that's how every horror movie movie starts is like, oh shit, we're where no one can find us. Yeah, this is Last House on the Left, this is House on Haunted Hill. Like it's 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 uh Dracula, it's fucking other things. Um <laughs> Well even Frankenstein, like Well it's a the, like the, the book is a little more like Everywhere. I haven't read, read yeah. the book in a long time. It ends in the North Pole, I think. Like a yeah. like an ice cave, basically. No, it it definitely is like it's a it's a Frankenstein ripoff, but a good one. But yeah, the difference is the villain like or I mean it You're a morally it, it, questionable person, yeah. The it's it was so weird because like the person you're rooting for, like you said before, the person you're rooting for is Ava. But then you realize Oh shit. Should she, I? She, yeah, should I? And then I love that. I love that about this movie. And I think that oh yeah, cool. no. And then she gets away, and then you're like, yeah. then you're like, Caleb, <laughs> where'd ah, fuck him? Fuck that, yeah. fuck that little incel. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, I think he needs to write. I think he needs. That's yeah, mean. I'm rude. I think he needs to write a sequel because I want to know what she did when she get back. Nah, she doesn't. She never goes back. No, when she goes back, to, like when she gets off the helicopter. Oh, when she gets like we see because yeah, we see her in the society. city. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know if I need to see that. I love just like letting that lie. I was thinking that, about that, that the other day too. I, I was thinking about sequels and like people were talking about sequels they wanted to see, and I was just like, "Fuck all of these! I don't want to see any more of that movie. That movie ended exactly where it was supposed to. That was a it good did. job it, by a director. Like <laughs> it, it, it did, but it, at the same time, I'm just like, who I just else, love, I just love who else did she end. fuck with? Yeah, like I mean, because that girl good. Yeah, she's she's gonna rule I the mean, world. <laughs> she's yeah, gonna I mean, a, that's what that's. The, here's you want to you know the sequel. She becomes an uh, an autocrat. She's oh, an yeah. authoritarian ruler, and she's the only one to unite the world under her iron fist. <laughs> and then she at the end she just rips off her face, and she's a robot. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> now nah, we don't need that. But no, but, I, no I, I think it's a good. I think it's a nice take on AI too, because she doesn't like. She screws some people over, but it's not because she has distaste for humanity. It's because of her safety. Like, I don't think she trusts Caleb. I, think, I don't think so. I don't think, I think she, she shouldn't trust Caleb either. I think Caleb is, like I said, he's a dumb little incel who doesn't, like, he's just an idiot who gets caught up in this. But he's also, that's a dangerous thing. Like, women have been killed for less than not being exactly what a guy wants. It's not safe out there for women. No, it is not. So I no, think that I, that's a that's a nice touch from Garland, at least. I don't know his views on women, but it seems like he's pretty good at writing them. Like Annihilation, that's not what we're talking about. I think Nadia and I are going to talk about it later, but like that movie is almost entirely women, and they're all interesting, dynamic characters who are flawed and weird in their own ways. And I think Ava represents that as well. Like I, I think what I'm trying to say is that I love that Garland writes full characters. 
Yeah. Because we don't get much of an internal life from Kyoko, but that's kind of the point of her character is to be this, like, to show Nathan's monstrosity. I think it, like, more like to how show, monstrous he is, I should say. Yeah, more to show what a piece, how men are pieces of shit, kind of. Yeah. Not, um, it's not a nice, all men, yeah. but well, yeah, but, probably, but most, but all men. most, but <laughs> most. We're not gonna we're not gonna hashtag not all men. This we're just gonna say yeah, men are trash. Men are trash. <laughs> the other states of this podcast, we're all idiots. Men are trash, <laughs> except for Elton, who's yeah, a cat. He's, he's a big fat kitty cat. He's he's kind of trash too. Yeah, he won't shut up about QAnon. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's that's about all I have to say on this. Really, I don't have. I wanted to sit down and like talk about this, but like I didn't want to do like a super long episode. The last few have been pretty fucking long, so I'm just like I wanted to do a nice, quick, short one where you and I could just sit down and be like, "Yeah, is it? Is yeah, it not? yeah, it's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's a great fucking movie. I'm going to give it. I think gothic horror is is where we. I think, I think that's, we're, I think that's where, where I finally on. landed. Is that yeah? It's gothic horror up and down. Um, yeah. I uh, the other night I was like, nah. I'm going to disagree with him on this one, but then I watched it again and I'm like, but like at the end of the day, I'm terrified. Yeah. And isn't that what a horror movie is supposed to do to at you? Some, at some degree. Yeah. I mean, Nicole and I had talked about like, okay, well not every horror movie has to scare me. Like I think Rocky horror picture shows a horror movie. It's a sci-fi horror movie too, but it's so fucking campy. Like I'm not scared during it, but it's, it's fun, goofy camp. Sure. And like this movie doesn't have any, like, I mean, it doesn't have any jump scares. The only like, not terrifying yeah. thing is when he cuts his arm and that's yeah. just gross but and and then just the horror of him being left behind yeah it's yeah. starved to death but yeah but, it's like but there's no like jump scares there's yeah, no pretty, this and that so that's fairly bloodless there's nathan gets stabbed yeah and, and he, he and cuts they, his arm open and that's it and they leave that like pretty just like got you with a knife yeah that's it's, like, it's a pretty it's a i mean it hurts like when i watch it i feel that it's visceral but it's not like well, because it's yeah, not gets, Michael Myers stabbing a dude so hard and then pinning him to a fucking wall. It's not all these other things. So, yeah, no, it's not somebody's head exploding or yeah something. But it's just like the uh, when Kyoko gets him in the back with the knife. Yeah, ooh, there's nice reveals rather than jump scares. I would yeah. say yeah, yeah. It's no, and it's it's interesting because it's just I think a lot of sci-fi comes out of that gothic horror tradition because. Mary Shelley is also con- is uh, often, I think, fairly rightly credited with creating that the sci-fi genre, like speculative fiction in that way. Of course, there were a lot of people who came later. Uh, there were a lot of people who came later who did more and like really pushed the genre. But it's definitely, I think, goes to her with that like, oh, talking about technologies that don't exist yet and their effects on humans and society and how that would shape us. I mean, Asimov definitely comes. I would put like. A lot of iRobot in uh, the, the the actual like collected short stories iRobot, not the Will Smith movie. <laughs> not the Will Smith movie. <laughs> not the Will Smith movie. I didn't actually hate that movie. It's fine. It's just not. It's not. It's good. like loosely inspired by Asimov in that like there's a cat named Asimov and it has the title iRobot. That's it. <laughs> but when you read the actual book, it's freaky. Like a robot goes on a murdering spree and it's really cool. <laughs> But yeah, like there's, so there's these, I think a lot of sci-fi does carry into, like it bleeds over into horror and back and forth. Like we talked about, we've talked about Alien, we've talked about, what are other ones that I was just thinking of? Like like uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, I would say has like definitely, like uh, the third act of that movie or the second act of that movie has horror elements. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but like, yeah. that'd be an interesting discussion because that movie is. 
Yeah, Jumanji. I just don't want to sit down and watch it. It's so fucking long. It's really yeah, that, good. I, I, but it's so yeah. fucking long. <laughs> I I have like a two and a half hour cap when it comes to movies. The longest one I'll watch. Hi, Bubba. Hey, he's back. Hi, Elton. Hi, Elton. Elton yeah. is not a horror movie. Thanks for coming back by, man. Really appreciate it. I love talking about this movie, especially with you. And I just wanted to like have a nice one where you're trying to get Elton to talk into the mic. He's just flailing Elton at the mic. God damn it. Hey, fat boy. Uh, yeah, but thanks. And I'm, I'm glad that you were able to come on. And uh, I've, I reserved this episode for you. Somebody else wanted to talk about it. And I was like, no, it's Matt's. Yes, because you introduced <laughs> me to this genre. So it's well, kind you of... created imp- this podcast. Yes. <laughs> and Elton created... A lot of Nothing. Farts. He's a farty little boy. But if you want to follow him, it's... I don't, I don't oh, yeah, know. that's what your is plug. It? Is, uh, what is this? At, Big Mac, at the Big Mac, Elton? Uh, BigMacNYC.com? Or Big... Uh, hold on. It.com. <laughs> Make him a website. <laughs> no, I don't have a website album. for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can follow Elton, Elton John, the giant cat that lives with us, at the Big Mac NYC. You can follow... Uh, you could follow Matt, but it's just pictures of Elton. It's the same, same. thing. Same. Yeah, it's... <laughs> you can follow me at Tofaloaf... T-O-P-H-A-L-O-A-P-H. What the fuck are you interrupting my plugs for? Because you didn't plug me. You said you could follow Matt. Yeah, but you would just get the same thing, so I'm not going to drop it. Fine. I'll bleep it out if you say it. You can follow us at Horror Babes Pod on Twitter, Horror Babes Podcast on Instagram, and that is also our website. Uh, Until next week, love you. Bye. Bye.